Apologize, man. No. I got, I got, a, I got a boy that's on three different basketball teams at the same time. Listen, we know. Yeah, tonight is the night for all his practices. So, uh, what's Absolutely. up? Good to see y'all, man. Good to yeah. see you too, brother. Glad you're here, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who's the pretty young lady at the bottom down there? How you where, doing? Where, 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 I am the co-owner and co-host no, of Shoopy that, Toe. That's probably my stream. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Hold up. That, that may be me, Paul. Let me switch networks real quick. No doubt. Share the live, y'all. Share the live. Share. And if you have questions, you can put the questions in the question box. Do it the right way so we can ask them without having to scroll up and down. So do it the right way. Come on. Try to avoid putting questions in the comments because we really can't um we can't get to those and see those really well sometimes. Mark, I'm gonna have to get you out and bring you back in, brother. That's how usually it works. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you out and bring you back in. I'm gonna request you to come back. Get alive, y'all. Come on. All yeah, right, why you let, let, me out. Like I'm not the pretty <laughs> You know I wouldn't be you wouldn't be here if you wasn't. All right, you ready, Mama? Get you back in. <laughs> Use me for my looks, yo. <laughs> the building. There we go. Uh, okay, I got him. Let's go for it again. If, if it don't work this time, I'm going to have to go upstairs. But hopefully this works. All right. No, you see now. All right. Yo. So you want, you want to take it away, Rain? What's going on? Well, okay, you already know. So, your guys, you already know it's truthful, uh, truth be told. I was about to say truthful Tuesdays, but it is definitely not Tuesday. Not, and we um, uh, our guest, Mark A. Couch, he's a pastor. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, but before we start, Pastor, every guest of ours has to swear in. If you're going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, because this is truth be told. <laughs> you got to just raise your right hand. You know, this is where you tell the truth. That's it. <laughs> All good. I do solemnly. These words, the evidence you're about to give is the truth. We hold truth and nothing but the truth. That's so all we are. All right. We're in the building. Peace and blessings. No doubt. No doubt. Let's go. Go ahead, Ray. 
So um, first, you know, and foremost, uh, how did you become, how did you be, you get into ministry? You know, I was reading some of your bio, but I um, just wanted to, to start there with people who may be watching, like, how does somebody actually become a pastor? How do you know that it's calling? Um, so kind of want to start there. Right. And so um, I'm going to sum it up short. I'm going to sum it up in a short. I ran, I ran into what I call life's brick wall. And so I had my own business. I was doing my own thing. Um, I was engaged at the time. And uh, life got real bad. But my mother brought me up uh, from the age of, all up to the age, to the age of 16, she made me go to church. And so when things were rough in my life at their lowest point, I said, you know what? I'm going to read this Bible here. I'm going to read it for 30 days. I'm going to do everything that's in it. I locked myself in a room for about 10 hours a day for 30 days. And so wow. by the time I got to like uh, day number 20, you know, I felt something change. It was a shift, man. And um, from that point, um, I made my way into ministry with the Lord leading me. And I was, I think what's funny is I was in an engagement. The relationship was horrible. And every time I, um, we got into arguments, it would make me, I would read the Bible. And so I ended up reading the whole Bible in like six months. Um, and so, and after about three, three years, three, four years, we ended up getting a divorce. And um, that relationship when, in my younger years did not work. But God used the trials and the tribulations of that relationship to push me closer to him. I was a street guy. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. God can use well, me. He can use anybody. Anybody that knows that knew me. And that, right? <laughs> Tell me about it. So now yeah. you, so do you have your own, you have your own church now, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, since COVID, you know, we haven't been physically active. Everything has been online. And I sort of have fallen in love with the um, online experience. So, I, you know, I built the whole state studio in my basement down here. I actually got four separate studios in my basement. And uh, wow. you know, I've, I've really fallen in love with recording out of my basement. And it is, also gives me the capability to reach more people. So, you know, when things possibly let up, you know, maybe we may get back. But right now, people have become accustomed to getting up Sunday morning and sitting on the side of their bed and, you know, making it do what it do. And as a pastor or a preacher, you got six seconds to get your attention. Wow. So, so you do prefer the, would you totally prefer it uh, totally digitally online as opposed to coming into a, a place of worship and um, having people congregate together? I Which have, I have no overhead. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. So you're talking about going from $14,000 a month over here, $15,000 a month over here to no overhead and my reach is still the same if not further and so i'm gonna do something because i got several people asking but i may do something once a month you know what i mean i may do a, a bible but i can't see myself going back into full throttle um 24-hour pastoring minute i'm doing too many other things now COVID has shifted everybody into their gifts and into their talents and i got I got many gifts just outside of the pulpit, so I'm exploring many things business-wise and everything. So talk about that. What things are you ex exploring outside of the pulpit? Um, I'm an author. Um, I'm also a producer. Uh, I'm a part of a stage play. 
Um, I have an exotic car business. I mean, the list goes on. I'm into crypto, crypto wow. and, and stocks. I mean, mm. I believe in seven streams of income and going after your dreams and talents. So, you know, I got a script that was just, I just got a call yesterday from Sony Entertainment and um, they like what we put together. So I'm heavily invested right now in a movie um, that uh, I put together. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's a lot. You got a lot going on, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come, we come from, I come from reality TV. Me and my wife was on the first faith-based reality TV show. It's called Preacher's Wives of Atlanta. And so that was wow. the first faith-based reality show. Uh, we made it through eight episodes, but it was so many petitions uh, from across the United States to, um, to get it kicked off the air. And um, it eventually mm. got kicked off the air. And right after that, here comes Preachers of L.A. and all, every faith-based show that you can think mm. of. You know, we sort of took the front for that. But then, long story short, that's what got me into the entertainment, reality, TV, selling shows, pitching shows, and, and all of that. So why was it petitioned to, to be removed? Yeah. Um, it, was, it was the petition came from the church. So any bishop that you could probably think of and passage that you could probably think of, think of many people in the church was um, petitioning to have the show. It was on TLC and we was averaging mm. a, million view, a million, close to a million viewers per week. But there were so many petitions from the church you know, threatening the sponsorship, so on and so forth, you know, they pulled it off of, of the air because of the controversy. But at the same time, then, like I said, the year after that, you had everything coming, uh, faith-based reality coming from all directions. So we sort of took the brunt and cleared the way. <laughs> mm. Yeah, That's they changed the name to the sisterhood. So you people can go on YouTube right now, whatever, and you can pull up the sisterhood. And uh, you'll see all eight episodes uh, of that show. Wow. What, what, I guess, you know, what did they consider controversy? You know, like, I guess a lot of churches don't want to feel that, well, you know. Past it was, when I say it was the first faith-based show, it was the first faith-based show. And so you're mixing, just like with all the other faith-based shows, you're mi mixing controversy, arguments uh, with yes. the church life, mm -hmm. with the church world. And so at that time, the church wasn't ready for it. You know what I mean? So it sort of caught everybody off guard. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We did it. We had a good experience. We developed great relationships from it. And uh, it just it shifted me in another direction. So uh, do you, you do music as well, correct? Yeah. Dude, I forgot about so that. That's one of the streams. That's one of the streams. Which stream is that? Which one is that? That falls under what? <laughs> This too so shall pass. Based, yeah. what, what, what is your, um, what type of artist are you? You know, I'm the type of artist that likes to make children music for my children, and so it, it's it, it, it's not an ambition. It's not an ambition there to be worldwide or to be a superstar. Um, I just started making raps and music that I, that my, I felt like I wanted my children to hear. Now the um, the song that you're that you're speaking of in particular, that song is actually about nine, ten years old, and I recorded it first oh, wow. with my wife, and then um, you know somebody told me you need to, re need to record it again, and I did. And like I said, I put you know, and I just put it out there. I didn't care what it did. I just said, hey, it's a good song, and people need it, and they need to hear it at this time. Let's put it out there. So you know, it, on the internet, gospel made it to like 
on in, Billboard Internet Gospel made it to uh, number 24. And that's as, oh, far, as, nice. as, as far as it's gone. But uh, <laughs> Go. what, it does is what, it, what it does is what it does. I do make money from it, though. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't video, man. Don't concept. I like the whole concept of the video, man. Yeah, appreciate um, that, bro. Very, yeah, it's uh, more. What, what is the, um, can you tell people about the video? Because I'm sure they'll YouTube it after this. The concept behind the, the video, this two shop. Yeah, you can just video. I mean, you can um, go to Pastor Mark Couch, and it'll be several videos that, that mm. pop up on on YouTube. So mm. it's just it's that's just a hobby, man. It's a town. Like I say, I I didn't do it to try to you know get with the top execs or even expect them to take it on. It's just something that I was doing for me, and uh, mm -hmm. wanted music out of my head, and um, you know into the real world. I got, uh, people don't see this when I be online, but all this stuff, let me see if I can turn this around. I'm gonna walk y'all, uh, see if I can walk y'all through then this basement down here and show you the all right. I ain't, I ain't never did this, I ain't never did this before, let me see. So, I got, the I got a bag, I, I got uh, all of this music equipment and stuff here, and then on Sunday, so I'm gonna cut the light on over here. Sundays, I actually uh, uh, filmed from this area, uh, this area here, and then wow. sometimes, uh, hold on, cut the lights on. So this is actually wow. my uh, gym down here. Oh, that's a big basement. <laughs> that's a big gym. Uh, excuse my language. My language. That's a big gym. I have to use sometimes too. And so that's this green. is my um, green room. And so I use um, all of these walls, you know, for, di for, for different things, man, different, different functions. You know what I mean? Mm. Wow, yeah. that's dope. That's dope. So everything is, everything is all in-house. You can do everything right. down there pretty much. Yeah, and if you that's hood, how you keep the, oh, That's how you get rid of the overhead. That's it, that's it, that's <laughs> it, that's it, that's it. And if mm. you hood, my guy, you about it, about it. When you come to Atlanta, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a game zone. Me and the fellas, man, whatever floats your boat. You know what I mean? All right. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're good at pool, if you're good at ping pong, if you're good at poker. We got to go down to Atlanta, man. We got to go hang out with the pastor, you know? <laughs> you ain't just saying that to try to get me to go to church. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm playing. I know you ain't that type of pastor now. You ain't one of, the, you ain't one of those pastors, right? Man, huh? people, people won't even know I'm a pastor unless I tell them. If I, I always let people, if you can't feel that I'm a pastor without me having to say it, you just ain't going to know. Wow. I love that thing you said. I was scrolling down your, your timeline, and then you said the thing about George Floyd, about him not being able to breathe for all of us that get that wake-up call. Um, you talk a little about that. It, do, you, do you think that wake-up call is actually is understood, or do you think we need another George Floyd? Or you think that, that has come and gone? you think the George Floyd impact is as big as we think it is, or you think it's just uh, it's whatever, just another black life? That's gone, and the message that doesn't it does not resonate in it as it should. Unfortunately, man, I think there's some situations that happen that are painful, hurtful, tragic, have expiration dates on them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> uh, which is unfortunate. You know what I mean? It's almost like in in the church world, if you go into the hospital. You know, they're going to they gonna pray with you for two weeks and they're going to see about you. But after them two weeks is up, 
You know, they mm -hmm. on to the next, you know, prayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got two, you got two weeks to get well. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. I want the truth. Jesus. Chaplin got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> and people on to the next, man. So I, I, mm, I think when wow. you, we, we talk about George Floyd, but the question is, can you name the six or seven other events that took place before that in, mm. in Trayvon Martin that should have been remembered? You know what I mean? So people, it's, and it's so many back to back, man. It's, it, it, we get, we've gotten desensitized uh, to the killings and the murders. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Anesthetized <laughs> to abuse. Yeah, you know I mean, mm. so it's almost like, man, what's what's about to happen next? We expecting it instead of uh, expecting it to end. It's like we, when we hear about something like that, it's just almost like, oh, if 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 it doesn't turn out that way, it's like that's when you're more surprised, right? right. Like if it actually turns out to be a good situation, or like that somebody wasn't killed, you're like, oh wow, that that's more surprising. Correct. Than some, you know, a man of color actually uh, dying at the hands of law enforcement, which sure. is crazy to think about it like that. But it's that's just reality. You're exactly right. Mm. Unfortunately, what you thought about that? What you thought about? I, I know I've been know your answer, but what you thought about the George Floyd death? Like, you, I mean, as far as the way the, yo, the, man. the officer, yo, I man. mean, how 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 is Maine, right? Like, I mean. Yo, it was a wake-up call. And I think what's tragic is every black person knows if it was not captured on camera, it would not, it, you know, we, would, we wouldn't have the outcry. You know what I mean? We wouldn't uh, 100%, have 100%. Yeah, you're yeah, very true. Very true. That's right. very yeah, true. That's what all of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, if that wasn't mm -hmm. on, you know, those guys would have never went to jail. But look how long it took them for Ahmad, for those people to actually, those men to be arrested. It's crazy. Mm. If it wasn't for cameras about on that one, if it wasn't for that one stupid white dude that decided he wanted to share the footage. Does Pastor Mark forgive Derek Chauvin? Do you forgive him? Do you yeah. forgive the other cop? Do you, do you forgive Derek Chauvin? For doing that oh, too. Um, most definitely, because my, my motto is my thing. My thing is we wrestle not against flesh and blood, as the Bible says, but against uh, uh, demons that work mm. through flesh and blood. And so uh, mm. I've learned to separate the person from the demonic force that's took it, that's taken over them at that particular time. You know what I mean? I talk to people all the mm. time. They talk about, oh, yo, I blacked out. Yo, when I hit him, I blacked out. When I cussed him out, I blacked out. It's beyond a blackout. It ain't that you just losing yourself and you didn't remember what happened. No, something took control of you. You didn't know what happened, but what's in you knew what it was doing to the other person, and the other person knew what was going on. So from my perspective, it's not a blackout. It's a demonic takeover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because a lot of people are not ready for those conversations, right? They not, because that's that's because it begins. That's when then then the Bible and all of these things become spooky and and, and right. all of these different things. Right. And you don't realize, right? That um, it's not. This is reality, right? You uh, there are like as you said, there are powers and principalities that roam this earth in the physical form. You better right? talk, sir. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, believe me. I I, I was raised in, in in church as well, and 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 just personally, because 
I had uh, family members who were like into witchcraft and Santari and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. When people, 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 when I, when you say Santari is witchcraft, a lot of people argue that it's not, and it actually is. Sure. And then it's, uh, it's the white magic. It's not the dark magic. And it's all the magic that is, is not of God. Right. Justify, right? So because of that, when, when we, when we talk about powers and principalities, um, it's very difficult for somebody who has not had any experience in that right. in that in realm or, or 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 even with that topic to to get it to understand it, which is why it becomes very very spooky. But for like a purple a person like me, because I knew that there were family members who did who 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 uh, participated and to entertain this type of um, stuff. Mm. I was privy to a lot of things that most people wouldn't be privy to, you know, or see or, or experience, which made it easy for me to understand it. But let me ask you that. That's that. That was a question. This is all for a question for you. Do you find that when um, teaching people and leading your flock that it becomes difficult when you talk about spirits and, and demons and, and demonic forces for, for, for people who don't, have never had it well they think they, they've never had experience how do you get them to understand that these things actually exist yo i'm about to trip you out the, <laughs> the, the substratum of my ministry that most folks now don't know about is deliverance and so mm. if you go to my website you'll see a book that's entitled demons are real and I'm looking at it right now. I was going to ask you about that. I'm looking at it right now. Right, Demons right. are real. So if, if you really dive into my YouTube channel, I may, I may still have one clip up. It's a show that I never put out, and it's called, um, let me see if I got it over here. Demons called, are real. I don't, have, I don't have it. It's called I've Been Delivered. And so the, mm -hmm. show, the concept of the show was I'm actually interviewing people pre-deliverance. And after I interview them, get their backdrop, their story, their history, uh, how they grew up, what they've been involved in. A lot of people, whether it's tarot cards, Ouija boards, the witchcraft, they found they find themselves living a oppressed life, but not understanding why. They know something is wrong. I have this constant sickness. I, I'm constantly dealing with this. I'm constantly dealing with that. I see stuff in my room. I, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm paranoid. I'm schizophrenic. And they have all of these issues, not understanding that the reason why they're going through what they're going through is because they have invited the dark world into their life. I want the truth. I want the truth. <laughs> and so... Uh, not only did I write a book on it because I dealt with the situation personally, which I feel like I got my training from, um, but I, I put this, you know, I, I developed this whole concept, but I never put it out because I felt like if I put this show out, it's going to put me in a box and I'll never be able to reach the people that I'm reaching now because they would never, they'll think I'm some type of goofball or crazy or insane. And so I, I sneak up on people with it. You know what I mean? I don't talk about it, but I know if you got something in you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy because a lot of people, like you you mentioned uh, like tarot cards and Ouija boards and things of that nature, right? And a lot of people- tarot cards ring. Tell, tell them how you, listen. I, I, can we tell the story? Can we tell them? Uh -oh. No, I mean, let's be honest. Should we, 
Exactly. So what I'm saying, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second, Glam. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that people, it, it, be, people, it, it becomes like a form of somewhat entertainment, right? Some people right. think about this is entertaining. There's nothing wrong with it. And you don't realize, right, that when you tap into something like that, you are like just you are inviting these different things. And this is how also general uh, generational curses happen, right? Because you have people who have done things three, four uh, generations above you, right? And you don't realize why you have these attachments to you, right? Because you open doors right and you create like you're inviting and you're not just inviting them for you you're inviting them for your generations to come you better talk, these are curses happen and so what glam had wanted to discuss is him and i had a very big disagreement not too long ago because he wanted to um interview a woman who was into spirituality and into uh tarot card reading and so on and so forth and i put my i said absolutely <laughs> I said, no. pastor she cut me off pastor she shut me down shut me down shut it down and let me say this you know because there's a lot of people um who are into stuff like that agree who don't agree with where i come from or don't they don't share the same their truth is not my truth right they don't believe in what i believe in right. now all I have to say is that if if you are involved in that that's that's your business i don't judge i'm not your judge and jury however i am very adamant especially you know just explaining to glam i'm very adamant of what i will promote on what we should promote on this platform right. it would be different if we were having this right here conversation and this person actually came in and said well you know what i i want to i want to talk about my point of view right so we would allow something like that because that is their truth and they're speaking their point of view and it's and it's, it's healthy as a debate to have the conversation but to have the person on as a guest and promote what they're doing that is an absolute no for me right. um because I ask and I pray for God to bless this podcast and I will mm -hmm. not defile my podcast, right? Based off of promoting something that I know is is not right. And a lot of people just don't understand it that when you when you're doing these things and you like you said, you're inviting these things, you 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 don't realize it. Like a lot of people, you know, you'll hear somebody when they go to a spiritual advisor and they're like, Oh my goodness, but this person knew stuff about me that no one would know and whatever yeah, and it's you like on it, you on it you on it your guards are up yo <laughs> so you don't, you don't realize is that the enemy has his demons his spirits out here too yes. so they, yes. they as much as, as, as an angel of god would know because that's how they play on you yes. right they want you to know they want you to seek something other than god right the thing is to separate you from god and make you think that you can do all of these things on your own yes we tap into the power of the lord we have him in us however right there are other powers and principalities that you could tap into as well and these yeah. things 
bless you. These things will give you the things that you want. And a lot of the times you're getting these things and it's not the will of God, right? But so you're going to God and he's saying no to you. He's not answering this prayer and you're wondering why. And you say, you know what? I want this by any means necessary. I'm going to go this route. And then when you get what you want and you wind up, you think that it's the greatest thing. And then later on, you realize that it was not the greatest thing. And it was all because you decided to, to shift your energy from, you know, just staying with what God wants and his will and purpose for you, as opposed to just trying to do what you want. Now, I know a lot of people probably watching this again will not agree. That is fine. But, you know, I'm, I'm just here to talk what I know. How you feel about that, Mark? Savior, you know what I'm saying? I, I, and I, I mean, it, let me ask him. I think this. I How think, you feel about that? I, I, I think this topic gonna keep them numbers down, yo. But go ahead. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. These definitely. And, and, and we're scared to have conversations. Um, we're not. We're definitely not not afraid to have these conversations. It's okay that they're not gonna get the the numbers, but um. It is what it is. So how would how do you, how do you exp, how do you deal with when you're saying you know deliverance, right? Um, have you ever had somebody who was delivered and then just really it was like mind blowing to them that they didn't realize that all of these things you know they had called on to themselves or some way somehow? Yes. I did a, when I say I did a full show on it, I did a full show with, with documenting these people. And I'm talking about, you know, experiences where anywhere from 15 to 100 demons come out over the course of two or three days in, mm. in, in two and three hour sessions. It's mm. real. It's real. And, and so mm. the reason why the reason why I documented it and even when I was doing even when I was doing doing church. But forget about what happened in church. When I would do when I would do this individually, I would make people sign off. You know, what I mean, you got to, you know, you got to sign off on this because once you start getting delivered, you're not going to know what's happening. And then when I show you afterwards what happened, you're going to be amazed about how about what was on the inside of you. And so, you know, you had to sign off before we even got into the process. But, you know, make a long story short, you just mentioned my generational curses. Man, I, I remember one girl in, in particular, you know, she, oh, God, her life was just miserable. And, you know, she, she when you look back through her family line, everything that she was suffering from was the same thing that a mother suffered from, that a grandmother suffered from. It was just passed down from one generation to the next. And, um uh, we decided to, you know, you know, she wanted to go forward with deliverance and have it recorded and all that stuff. And the reason I want to record it because people want people will, are more apt, apt to believe what they see rather than what they hear. And so I mm -hmm. said, man, even and even with me showing some people the recording, no, nah, they actors, man. You got to be acting this stuff. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was not me. So this is not real. I actually saw. Um, uh, I forget. I, I, I forget the 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 handle. She's at. She's a a, a, a minister. I want to say she's a pastor as well. But she she posted a very very um, interesting video, and it was of a young girl. She had to have been like twelve years old. Yeah. 
and it literally shows this 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 demon speaking through her right and and there were so many people who felt like in the comments oh you shouldn't post this and stuff and i and i got it right like because i commented on it and i was just like you know i get what you're saying but a lot of people need to see things like this right in order for them to actually even have the concept of believing something like this because you can see clearly in this video that this young girl is not acting right and right. um blown away fuck off f-u-k-o-f-f forty-two thousand. do you want deliverance now yes Mm. Did he ask? I didn't see that. No, he didn't ask, but I know that he needs it. Let me tell you the bit Okay, about well, if, come if, come you're still there, if, if you're still there, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to say 42,000. Uh, just put yes, I'm here. Okay. Mm. If you're not afraid. Okay, that name is interesting. Right. If you're mm. not afraid, come, come aboard, come aboard. If you're not wow. afraid to talk. If you you're think? not afraid to talk. Uh, just put yes in the comments. I'm willing to talk. I don't know. Like on here? We talk here? Huh? Oh, okay. Oh, you just you just predicting that you need to do the name? Yeah. I do it all the time. Wow. So it's not a prediction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My name is so, Glenn. I, I, know, I know what he meant. 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 <laughs> What? You got him scared, Mark. He probably ran off now. Like, God, yo, this man. guy don't read me. Yo, yo man. Yo. It's discernment, right? So, and discernment, what it is, is when when you have a, a great, even when you don't, you don't necessarily have to have a, like, okay, I'm talking too much, but basically it's that God provides you and he gives you he feelings where you you know something is either somebody needs deliverance, right? Or there's a message that God wants you to give to somebody and he may you some some people be like, oh, well how did when did God tell you? It's just you have a certain relationship with him where you gain discernment and there's different levels of discernment. And so for him to just read off and say, Hey, this person is because God is calling this person for deliverance. He doesn't realize that whether she's a he or she, but when you have discernment, you know, you kind of know. You'd be amazed something. at the amount of demonic personalities that pop up on my stream midstream. And I'll, I won't even speak to them. I'll speak to the demon that's in them and I'll let the spirit. Mm. Know. This is your opportunity. If you want to stay in that person, you're going to need to get off the stream. But if you continue to mm. try to disrupt the stream, I'm going to call you out of that person. You're going to lose your home. A hundred percent of the time, mm. the person leaves the stream because I ain't talking to them. I'm talking to what's in them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, it's it's an unusual gift. You got to I mean like a second. I got to send you the book to really understand the depths of it. But uh, demons are real. <laughs> Wow. Hey, listen, you been to the Bronx? <laughs> I want the truth. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Into the, like, come to the Bronx, man. This world, look at everything that we're dealing with in a sense. And a lot of people, think about it. So much depression, so much suicide. Do you know, a lot of people don't realize that that is, that is the number one 
thing that the enemy and his 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 they want to separate you not only from God but from everyone to to isolate you and put you in a situation where you feel that it is best to take your own life right with a million dollars in the bank yes that's what people don't understand it's like depression all of these all of these people are dealing with anxieties people are dealing with, with all of these things contribute to these 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 spirits and this demonicness that that roams our earth and and when you try to explain that to 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 somebody who just it becomes very spooky and and they don't understand it but you can, anybody can actually um really truly study it and educate themselves on it like you know people don't realize like if if because a lot of people don't believe the bible but just just to to reference it years ago right when they were talking about moses and you know he threw his staff and there were certain things that he was able to do and pharaoh called his sorcerers and they were able to do exactly what Same moses thing. did well right that's because these these other things have powers. Their powers are just not greater than God, right? Clearly, but they have their own powers to be able to do things. This is why people believe in sorcery and Ouija boards and witchcraft and spiritual because these things do exist. They do. It's that it's not of God and you shouldn't entertain those types of things because you call and invite all of these other things to you. Right. So getting I would see the day and age where so many people and in our culture are invested in demonic activity and don't mind tattooing 666 on their arm mm. or, or, or people that openly never saw, see, thought I would see so many people in our culture openly worship Satan. You know what I mean? And glamorizing mm. it. From little not from little Nas X on down the line. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you, you think they you think they I, I think do you think it's because they've been through so much that they can only believe in a demonic form? And not they haven't had enough in, you know, in a godly, you know, essence to, to to really even think any other think any other way? Well, because you got these kids in New York and abroad. But, no. no, no, I'm just saying, well, I think when you enter into certain arenas, um, such as the entertainment world, it's infiltrated with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. when, I say in, when I say infiltrated with it, people in that industry, a lot of people in that industry understand if I'm going to get to a certain level, I must embrace what's going on in this arena. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some do it, some do it, and I and I let me let me say this when this, this sign here means peace, all right. This sign here does not represent peace, the this sign here represents the horns of Baphomet, right? And so, it's, it's a sign that Satan is used to say, We rock with Satan, we believe in Satan, we represent Satan. This is what this sign means. Now, a lot of our people now, we just think it's something cool and we just be throwing it up like this and we think it's something cool and we a lot of people do Dang. it ignorantly. But heavy metal rockers, when they was doing it back in the day, they weren't doing mm -hmm. it out of ignorance. They did it because they was openly worshiping Satan and they didn't care who knew about it. Wow. You know what I mean? 
And so th wow. this means something. So a lot of people in our culture, they know what it means, but a lot of people at the same time do it ignorantly, just thinking it's some type of cool side. But man, you'd be yeah. surprised at the people in our culture now that know exactly what this means, know exactly who they're representing, know exactly who they are giving their life to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Saying yeah. gang gang and all of that craziness, you know? About demon time, oh, I'm on the, I hate that term, and I never understood why somebody, especially because even in this day and age, you know, people people do understand and know that there's a lot of power in your words, right? right. So why would I say that I'm on that type of time? I don't want to ever. I don't want to be referenced to no demon, right? So you don't realize that you're calling that onto yourself, right? Like, just think about it. Anybody, let's just say that you don't believe in religion, but you you believe in affirmations and you believe that there's power in what you say, right? So if you believe that, why would I be calling and saying I'm on this type of time? I've never understood. Right? Yes. And you don't know, realize these words are very powerful. Right. Desensitize. And that's what the, you know, that's what media has done. It has desensitized us to this real arena to the point I recorded today to the point now where Satanists have entered into the elementary schools with their own after school programs. You know what I mean? And so I'm if you, if you watch CNN on Fox, you know, you'll see that happening. It's crazy, man. It's, it's it, the world. When when I when when we came along, I'm 47 years old. But when I came along, if you was talking about Satan stuff, and you know, we thought you were just weird. But now, if you are a Christian, you are on the outside looking in, as opposed to the on the inside looking out. You're more weird now. If you say that you are a devout Christian that believe in the Bible, if rather than me saying, "Yo, man, I'm on demon time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like now, man. What you believe in the Bible? You believe in the Bible? You go to church? You up on a pastor? Let me ask. You, that's that, that. That's another question I wanted to. As a black, right? As a black man, you know, there's a lot of people who refute the Bible, especially based off of you know what happened in slavery, right? How do you speak to somebody whose mind frame is there's no way that that's not my religion, that's not what my ancestors were doing? How do you get them to understand that with all of that, that this is truly the way of the life, like the, the, like God is real? Right. So How do you somebody who feels that way? I have these conversations all the time because you got to keep in mind, I'm 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 more connected to the world. I'm more in I'm my, all of my businesses and every, all of my adventures and everything that I'm in. I'm connected to people that in, are in the world that have those questions, that have those thoughts. And so this is, these are questions that I have to answer all the time. Mind you, also to people that are intelligent that just don't believe in the Bible and everything that you just said. So one thing, preachers in this day and time. Ooh, that's over. People don't want to hear you sing and talk or talk or sing, preach. People want to hear, uh, they want understanding. And so I went to school. I got degrees in theology. And so when I entered those into those conversations, I'm not entering it in ignorantly, 
but I'm entering and understanding what the Bible says, but also being able to correlate the Bible with real history, what really mm -hmm. took place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when you're able to bring the two together and make it make sense from a historical perspective and a biblical perspective, it sort of it, it sort of leaves people uh, with a understanding that's irrefutable. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want to get into giving giving you examples would take too long, um, but um, there is a way to have a conversation that is convincing to help people understand that Christ didn't just come, for example, in the New Testament. He was here <laughs> in the Old Testament. Isaiah wrote about him. He says we was he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes. We were healed. He was talking about the cross. So I'd be like, yo, so if Jesus only came in the New Testament. How did this fellow in the Old Testament prophesy about the exact same thing that happened in 33 AD? Now, you may not believe everything that happened, but we cannot refute that there was a man named Jesus that walked the earth. He did die. There's too much evidence to prove it. All right. We know that he died. We know that we died on the cross. Y'all just trying to figure out how he got here and what he died for. I'm telling uh -huh. you what he died for. A man talked about what he died for in early 3 BC, 2 BC. It's in the Bible. He said what he died for. So you can't just say that he just popped up in the New Testament. And where was he at in the Old Testament? He was spoken about. He was here. He was prophesied about. He's the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world, the one that was and is and is to come. And so when I have those type of conversations, man, and people be like, I only believe in the Old Testament, I bring the Old Testament into the New Testament, combine them, and give them history to match the same dates and time. That's irrefutable. Exactly. You can't handle the truth. Mm. Very interesting. <laughs> that Jesus is in is you know he's in he's in he's in the Quran yeah he's in all of these these different holy like scriptures you know, that he is the common denominator <laughs> now, let, me tell, let, me, let, me, let me tell you about this real quick let me just share because I get asked this question all the time well by Muslims well we, we believe in Jesus too I said, well, that's good. I know y'all believe in Jesus. And so you, you, you can be an Islam and you, you can come, come to Islam and you can still believe in, in Jesus. The difference is they believe that Jesus was just a prophet in the likes of mm -hmm. Muhammad that just was on the earth. They do not believe, as Christians believe, that he is the son of God and equal with God. That is the difference because as Christians, we believe, believe that in order to be saved, you can't get to the Father unless you come through the Son. <laughs> and so that's what mm. separates us. And when the Jehovah Witnesses knock on your door, they were trying to make you believe the same thing. Oh, we believe in Christ. We believe in Christ as well. Okay, I, you say you believe in Christ. Uh, let me ask you another question. Do you believe in the Trinity? No, we don't believe. That's where they, started, that's where they stopped. Because they don't believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They believe the same thing, that Jesus was a great man, but they don't believe in the Trinity and that Jesus Christ was equal with God. So the, the pastors who do not study to show themselves approve, they do the gospel a disservice because you will lose more people than you will gain in conversations like this. <laughs> wow. What do you? What do you? I want the truth. 
because I'm sure that you've heard of this, that a lot of people feel that Christianity was a made up religion, right? Yeah. And it was taken from um, the Egyptians where the, I believe it's the, the, uh, the goddess Isis and so on and so forth. Like they said that the, the stories are similar, similar. Right. I listen, I have been, I don't care what discussion you name. When I tell you the people that I roll with and the people, some of the people who I, who I'm good friends with grew up in the church and don't believe in Christ or the Bible at all. And, you know, we have these same conversations and, um, 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 I, what I try to do, what I try my best to do is show them Christ through who I am and not just by what I say through scripture, because you yeah. will never scripture somebody into believing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The best thing that you can do to make somebody to believe what you're trying to say is represent the love of God and let God flow through you in love by not judging, by not condemning by not clinging to their faults and their failures and their hangups. I, it, listen, man, I, 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 a lot of my people smoke hookah and all of that stuff, and I don't knock them because they smoke hookah. I just won't smoke it. Or because they smoke blunts, I just won't smoke it. You know what I mean? That's not going to make me not like you or even not, that's not going to make me stop hanging out with you. You drink, that's cool. I don't drink. But that's not going to make me treat you any different. For me, I'm going to cling to the good that's in you I'm going to pray about the faults and keep it to myself and pray that before it's all said and done, I will win you over through love and not what I say. Because in the majority of the arguments that go back and that the long debates, the long debates don't solve anything. It's my actions that make the difference. Exactly. You made a really good point because I think that that's a lot where people lose people when they're trying to save and deliver, right? Is that you become off judgmental, you become off religious, right. you know, uh, you, you condemn people instead of, cause there's a difference between, I've always said that there's a difference between condemning and a person feeling convicted, right? Because I believe that in, in sermons and churches, they, we, they, do need to talk about sin and how we, we, we should be trying to stay away from it. Right. And it should be a level of conviction, but not feeling like you're looking down at me and you're judging me, but more so you, you, you're kind of saying, listen, this is what you're doing. And you know, that's not going to lead you to where you need to get led. And then so that you yourself can make the decision and say, Hey, I shouldn't be doing this in my life. These are things that I should be getting rid of. And there should be that level of conviction. But it's when a person feels like they're condemned is right. when you lose them totally. You no will doubt. totally lose them that right. way. No doubt. Right? So I, I, I agree. That's the, you know, and, and a lot of people, especially in the past, you know, especially in, in, in churches of color, we've came down very hard on people and they totally have turned their their backs against the church because they're hurt you made them feel away and they're like that's not god like that's not jesus like right jesus sat in amongst taxpayers and and people who didn't do right look at his, his disciples right. they were so thankful right. he, you know, he changed them over so i think that that's that's the main that's the main takeaway that when when trying to especially in a position of yourself 
when trying to 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 gain people and win over souls. Watch this. Watch this. In, watch this. In regards to what you said, Jesus had twelve disciples. None of them he pulled out of the synagogue or the church. All of them he pulled out of the yeah. world because he understood. I'm, I only got three years of ministry on this earth. And if I start pulling these Negroes out the church and out the synagogue, it's going to take me three years to deprogram them. I need people. I that want the truth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely that? right. And that just goes <laughs> to show what, what great testimony. And I think that's why testimonies are so important, right? Like you said, you want to show jesus through you who your, your own testimony right and i think that that's exactly what everybody you know yes. who who understands that you have to show your own testimonies right you have to be very open and um just forthcoming with because something that something that you went through that god took you through can be a message or encouragement for somebody else a lot of times we go through things that are just not for us sometimes they're just for uh, to save someone else that, so, sure. uh, man, this is you a good had, you, you, know, you never had to spit in your hand and wipe it on somebody's face to get your message across, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> That's very unconventional. That's not Yo, typical pastor. Like When I saw that, when I saw that, I was so hurt. Not mm, just for, not just for, not, 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 not just for me, but I said, my, my God, Everything that you've accomplished over the past five, seven, ten years, you've set, you washed it. You washed it out of the way because you presented yourself as that guy that was representing the world, the median between the world and Christ. You know what I mean? And, and to do that, man, you put yourself in that religious bracket. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you was not mm -hmm. in before. So, you know, and that, set, that set him back. He lost a lot of people uh, because of that. Now, he'll bounce back. He'll get back on track. But there's, there will be a forever stain on your mm -hmm. ministry that did not have a blemish. I will say wow. this. God, always, God uses everything, right? He doesn't let nothing go to waste. He'll always use a situation for his glory. So I'm sure that something will come out of that, but maybe that was also just a message for other pastors or, or, across the nation, across the world, that you're you're not going to gain your followers in this manner. This is not the this is not the direction that you want to take, especially in this day and age. I feel like, um, and I don't know if you agree with me, the level of teaching and and leading um, in ministry has got to shift as generations. Yeah. come along right yeah. because yeah. you're not gonna get somebody to change or to to accept the lord the same <clears throat> you done that 50 years ago let me tell you something man let me tell you something i believe the main reason that god has allowed COVID to hit this world from a spiritual perspective from a church perspective what it has done it has washed out the preachers that really didn't have it. Because now you cannot stand and let the choir, you cannot stand in front of the in front of the choir, in front of the amen corner, and get away with not talking about nothing. 
Everybody had to come online. And when you are online, people will click and turn the station. You mm -hmm. got 30 seconds when you got 30 <laughs> seconds when they get to your get to your stream. I want the truth. Back. Back. <laughs> and so 100%. Either, either you have the anointing to project through the phone and through the and through the computer, or you don't. But now you can't hoop your way through it. You can't sing your way through it. Either you can reach the people or you can't. Or you can't. Yeah. 100%. Pastor Mark, I got a real talk. I don't really have much time. God help me. Did you write, did you drop that book? God help me. I don't want to cheat. Did you, is that book out? No, man. No. Oh, man. man. Come on. We all need that book now. Come on. So, yo, I'm about to order it. I'm about to order it. I was about to order it. I'm just about to order it. It ain't even, it ain't, I was supposed to drop it on Valentine's Day. It's not just a book, it's a movement that I'm creating for men. All right. And it's a whole men's ministry that I'm going to unveil at the right time. And so that's what it's about, man. So I got many brothers in, in the entertainment field whose names, if I throw out there, that you would, that you would definitely. No, that sold millions of records that has that have wives that want to know the secret sauce. You know what I mean? That need mm. encouragement. You know what I mean? That are struggling relationally, but cannot talk us. about it. So when I say I'm creating something for men where we can talk amongst ourselves, and I'm creating a platform where we can dump our mess in a safe place in a safe zone. That's what it's mm -hmm. for. Man. That's what it's for. The women, mm. going, it's, it's strong enough for a, 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 a man, but just as much made for a woman. <laughs> I absolutely love that that concept. I love that you, this is something that you're doing because people don't realize, especially in, in, in people of faith, that we are, you know, we, we're born of sin. You know, we fall short, you know. There are times that you, you have human freshly desires yeah. that, you know. For sure. Temptation, temptation. Yeah, yeah, like, temptation. I do. They put yeah. in certain, like, uh, like, uh, like for you, a pastor, they put you at such a, a pedestal that All no right. way. Got a lot of questions. You have to realize that that's not always the case, but. All that to say is that when you do drop that, we would love to have you back on. Oh, no doubt. oh yeah, no absolutely. Doubt. No doubt. It's, it's going down, bro. You, you just put a fire up under me to go ahead and finish it and get it out there. But the whole in the book, I'm being transparent and letting my brothers know the same struggle you have is the same struggle same I have. Struggle. The same uh, feelings absolutely. you have are the same feelings I have. The same way uh, you look is the same way. Listen, bro, being look. transparent, letting, letting people know. Wow. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor or a preacher, does not mean I don't share the same struggle that you have. Exactly. You're exempt, right? You're not exempt from from anything any any other person is is dealing with. And I think that that's very important for people to understand that and know that, right? And it takes a lot of courage for a a, a person, a pastor like you, to say that this is be this is just you're speaking your truth, right? For sure. I go through all of these things. Yeah. Just because I, this is what I, you know, my, like I'm in ministry and I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I don't go through the same struggles. And I think that that's very important because there's not many pastors who will want to who want to admit to that, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah, that being holy than now don't work. I got women coming out of me all the time. I just got different tools in my toolbox to help me along the way. You see that? I want the truth.
absolutely. I got two questions, two more questions real quick. Yeah. Well, did you see the pastor online that he caught flack on Twitter because he said women shouldn't be showing their bodies on Instagram and social media? I don't know why he caught flack for that, but there's an uproar about that. What do, you, what, do you, what do you feel about that? I mean, I don't know if, what his, um, you know, what his position was, but I think he didn't like the fact that he was telling people they should, women shouldn't be naked pretty much online or on Instagram every minute. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I think, I, I think that when a woman does do that, and I'm speaking, I'm, I'm this is a real life perspective. I have a girl that's a part of my ministry and all she do is show her body online. All she do is wear tight, glittery clothes. That's just how she rocks. When she's at the club, she's always has on something that shows everything that she has. And she, uh, she, you know, she, she said, you know, I just cannot get the right man. I said, sweetie, you are attracting how you dress. <laughs> I said, I, I, said <laughs> I said, you, you are attracting what you're, you're attracting what you're representing. And so when, when men see you like this, have naked all the time, only thing that that says into a man's mind that you may be easy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, may be, you, you may be easy. I may be to take you out and on that same night, I may be to get what I'm after. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you're, yeah, you're, not, you're not attracting the long term, and not even in environments that you're putting yourself in. You're not even putting yourself in the right environment to attract what you say that you want. You want a man to make a lot of money. You want a man that's going to love you for life. You want a man that's going to be there for you, that's going to wake up for you, that's going to help provide. And you want all of that. But I, I promise you, what you are attracting is the man that wants you for one night. <laughs> one night only. One night only. Yep. <laughs> Jesus said. Put the clothes on, ladies. Put your clothes on. You know, they become <laughs> dressed like that, too. I'm saying you got to wear dresses. I just got, I believe that you have to, you're more attractive when you leave something to the imagination. Imagination. You could be classy. You know, you could look really good and even, even show like curves, right? Yeah, but in a, in a, sure. in a way that is looks sophisticated and classy and things of you know like and and and, and unfortunately you know some people are like oh well it shouldn't matter what i wear but unfortunately that's not going to ever change it does it, it it matters how you present yourself, you present yourself, you yeah. yourself to the world because uh, perception is reality and right. if i'm looking at your instagram page i may not know you're this wholesome person right kind-hearted and all of these things if I can see your cleavage from here to to to, to I think Instagram. You know what you're For sure. Instagram is having an IQ section just on the top, so you should know who you're dealing with before you you know while you're looking at the pictures. You know you just you think this is the dumb you know empty headed you know. Maybe you just have an IQ part. You don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got I got one more question. More last word. How do we talk? Like, I know you're in the Atlanta community. How do you talk to the young kids coming up? Like, under, I mean, they might go to church, but they might look for you for mentorship and guidance. And they might be struggling, you know, for whatever reason. How do you, how do you talk to these kids? Like, or, not even that, two-part question. How do we, as big homies, so quote-unquote, coming up, how do we address young men that might be, you know, looking for guidance? Like, how do we talk to them without talking down to them? I talk to them on their level. You know what I mean? And... One thing about it, I carry myself in such a way where they want to talk to me. You know what I mean? And so 
you know what I mean? You, uh, the, all this, the flashy stuff that I, that I have, and some people say, well, why you got all this flashy stuff and flashy cars and jewelry? You know what I mean? I believe that in order, one of the ways to reach the youth, they are driven by what they see. All right? Appearance. And, and mm -hmm. they are driven by appearance. And they are driven by the gold and the diamonds and the flashy cars. Mm -hmm. And so I don't even have to say anything now. When I pull up in, you know, a hundred thousand dollar car, yo, unk, yo, unk, man, how can I get on, man? Yo, unk, what you doing, man? Tell me about it, unk, man. What I need to do? <laughs> yo, seek first the kingdom of heaven and His righteousness, and all the other things will be added unto you. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's my name. <laughs> pray on it, baby. Pray on it. Pray on it. Yes. Brandon, what was that kind of? They are driven. They are driven by the drip. They are definitely yeah, driven by the drip. Driven by the drip, no doubt. That's what it is, man. Yep. That that was that's profound, actually. Right, that statement. Drip, driven by the drip. I, I driven by it. the drip. That's a shirt so, right there. It's okay to like nice things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Last question before we go, because it's just going to piggyback off of what. Glam just said, we, we, we all like nice things. Why is it that, okay, because I know for a fact, you know, I know what being humble is and, and, and what that means, right? But a lot of people feel that when you are um, in ministry and you are uh, a born-again, saved Christian, there's this, miscon this is conception. I'm not going to say misconception. There is a conception that... You can't have nice okay, things, yeah. expensive things, right? right. Um, and so talk about that um, from your perspective, you know, because, you, you know, although you, you get a lot of money outside of the church as well for right. your business, but talk about that being in ministry and people feeling like you're supposed to be poor. Right. I think it's just a misconception about Christ. Christ had a treasurer because they had a lot of money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the reason why they was able to 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 they was gambling for his robe, you know, after he was crucified because his robe was worth a whole lot of money. And so mm -hmm. uh, people just think that Christ walked the earth and just was just this poor, broke down individual that just lived this poor, mediocre life. No, I don't think it was that uh it was that at all. And so uh, and when we fast forward to when we fast forward to this day and time, as stated, people are driven, as we stated, by the drip and they are driven by success. They want to hear when you're not successful, your voice lacks amplification. Your voice mm -hmm. is amplified. People hear you more when you're talking from a position of success instead of a position of poverty. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And so, therefore, I believe that God wants his people to prosper. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers, because it is prosperity that represents the kingdom. God's thing is, I don't want you to have the things without having me. I want you to fall in love with the giver and not the gifts, because every good and perfect gift comes from above. Exactly. Well stated because I, I I say that all the time, you know, like and 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 you can have a level of of success and still be humble. For sure, 
And I think that that's where it gets tricky for people. You're not so you could have all these things, but you're not supposed to be boastful about it, sure. or you know, or or when giving, right? You, that's really not something that that's between you and the Lord of what you decide right. to give people. If you want to do that as a way to promote other people to give and and be kind hearted, I understand that concept, but. I think that a lot of it gets caught up in humbleness. People don't really truly know what humble humbleness is, especially when you're successful. Right. Um, but that 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 was a very good answer. This is a very. I, <laughs> we but, spoke about. But we appreciate your time, and we, we we definitely want them to know how to get to get in touch with you. I didn't get your books, your your music. How can people yeah. follow you, man? Because yeah, and your on your online church and everything. Yeah, so everything is, is pretty much housed under um, markcouchministries.com, uh, M-A-R-K, couch, C-O-U-C-H, um, uh, ministries.com. So that, that, that sort of houses everything. And, uh, you know, my social media feeds are right here. I am Mark Couch, and um, same thing uh, on, uh, on, on Facebook. And so, um, you know, that's, that's how you reach me. That's what's going on right now. And I, I'm nowhere near plateau man i'm i'm just i'm just getting started in in what in what i'm doing and then thank god for the opportunity uh for you guys recognizing that way in new york i had, had no idea how this came about <laughs> not that far <laughs> not that far i gotta come to Atlanta, hang out with you yeah, man let's do it bro divine divine intervention god will always lead his people to his people you know um so of course we will you know you're always welcome on this platform Sure. Um, especially to promote anything that you're doing. We again, we appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. um, if anybody has any questions, you guys can DM us. You could DM him. You know, we'll try to answer. But we appreciate anybody who has um, taken the time out and watch our lives um, with our guests. You know, we try to bring you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So, Ray, I, let me, I got to interject real quick. Mark, it, it'd be only befitting if we asked Pastor Mark to take us home. Yeah, I was going to do that, bro. Well, thank you so much, brother. <laughs> Ray, 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 where you went? You can run out of here. You better come and get this. You better come get this blessing. I've been on the stove. I had to turn it off. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, yo hey, let's, let's pray. God, I thank you for this broadcast, and I thank you for this podcast. And so, God, my prayer is that you will bless, truth be told, which is exactly the desire and wishes of, of these two lovely people that have put this platform together. And so I pray that you'll give them the wisdom that they need, the insight that they need, the vision that they need, and the dreams that they need on what to do to facilitate it and take it into that next level uh, that they so desire. I thank you that this will be a broadcast that reaches the masses. I thank you that is blessed now. And God, I thank you that the best is still yet to come, even in their individual lives. So bless the work of their hands. Bless what they're doing. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate you. Yo, thank you going up on our YouTube page. Yeah, thank y'all for the opportunity, man. Yo, so please, hey, yo, you, man. Give, me, give me your, uh, in my DM, uh, send me your your uh, your information, man. Your number. 
Absolutely, absolutely, we will. And yeah. We're gonna come to Atlanta. You're gonna have a fish fry. Maybe you have a fish fry. So we come down in. Bro, bro I, I got you. When you come to the land, when come to Atlanta, we're gonna set it off. I got you. Absolutely. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. Mr. Pastor Mark Crouch, he's out of the truth booth. Please go follow him, guys. Very, 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 very positive, brother. Out there, 4,200. Please link up with our...